Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. What is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences Podcast, a dental advice show for the average dentist. I am Joshua Austin, joined by Lance Timberman. Lance, what is up? Same old, same old. Just trying to keep on keeping on. I I know the feeling. Uh, <laughs> right before we uh, we we came in here to record, I was just uh, watching Stranger Things. Are you uh, are you on board with the Stranger Things train? I am big big fan. The whole family. Uh, is it's great. Yeah, really, really good. Um, I made. I'm. I'm. Uh, uh, we stopped at the last episode on on season two, so I've got one episode left. I, I'm kind of wanting. You, to... you got all the way to the very last one. Yeah. I said, you know what? I'm good. I kind of want to savor it, though. You know, <laughs> the season one. I just. It was like a like a like a horny fifteen year old. I just went right through it. You know, and um, I'm I'm kind of wanting to uh, like tantrically enjoy this. So to speak. Well, all right then. Uh, good luck with that. We plowed right through. We were teenagers. Yeah, I. You know, I. I feel. I was thinking about it. I feel like eleven would be a pretty good dentist because, like, she could okay. do procedures from like without even going into the room, right? Like, just use her mind powers to prep and like pack cord and like, place a restoration, whatever. I feel like. Yeah, but like, a lot of bloody she, noses. I'm sure that's some sort of OSHA thing. Yeah, but, you know, wear a mask. Like, it's fine. <laughs> Have you ever gotten a nosebleed underneath a mask? I had that happen to me the other day. I did not, no. Yeah, I, I, I for some reason, um, and, and I'm just going to confess, it was probably that I was picking my nose <laughs> and uh, and got it to start bleeding. It was like I was kind of behind. I didn't have time to, like, sit mm-hmm. and wait. So I just, like, shoved a couple cotton rolls up there and, like, literally, like, filled a cotton <laughs> roll with blood. And, oh like, I could God. feel it, like, all over my face underneath my mask. Too much coke? And, uh, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know, I, eight rails a day probably is a lot. Uh, uh, well, if it's Tuesday. Relative. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's all <laughs> relative. You know, I, I wonder, has has anything ever given as much, like, pub to cleidocranial dysplasia as Stranger <laughs> Things? I, I know. Yeah. This is, like, I had to strain my mind to think back to sophomore year oral path. Yeah. And cleidocranial dysplasia, like the last time I had heard of it. Yeah, and, for and, sure. I mean, it's really like a watershed moment for those people, right? Oh, yeah. And I'm trying to think of like who like some poster poster boys are for like other diseases, you know, like, you know, like uh, this is sort of a little crass somewhat, but like Magic Johnson and AIDS, right? Or Magic Johnson, HIV, excuse me. Sure, sure. Um, and like who are some other like poster children or poster boys, like famous people who mm-hmm. have a disease, um, I, Wilford Brimley and type two diabetes, diabetes, I guess would be one diabetes. diabetes. I, I, that's, that's, that's one. Um, Oh, I, I like, uh, Oh, Andre the giant from acromegaly. Sure. Yeah. That's a great one. That's a great one. Tons of great stories about him, like drinking 19 beers, like at dinner <laughs> or whatever. Kill <laughs> to see that. Um, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis and some sort of vague diffuse, butthole disease like i don't yeah some kind of colon (laughs) issue i don't know exactly what it is but like frequent diarrhea haver jamie lee curtis um oh there's like you know there's uh bob dole and erectile dysfunction um you you know that that was a whole thing for a while and then um phil mickelson 
and uh, psoriatic arthritis. Sure, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and I, I do feel, you know, for a long time, from a pharmaceutical perspective, the commercials were almost all about erectile dysfunction, right? Mm-hmm. And now I feel like it's just a lot of psoriasis. Yeah, we we got we have DVRs. We fast forward through all that stuff, so so I'm missing a lot of that. But yeah, I, there's a ton of psoriasis commercials. I, have you ever known anybody that's had psoriasis? I can't think of anyone. No, I don't know one who has psoriasis yet. You literally cannot watch television without seeing a commercial, and they have the craziest names like Cosentix, and, and they're <laughs> they're just all, all these crazy names. Inbrel. It's like they're just horrible names. That sounds like a hillbilly drug. Oh yeah, go totally. get the Inbrel. Yeah, right. Like. Uh, <laughs> It, like it, it, when two cousins have sex with each other, that they, they are their their children would be in braille. Exactly. Um, but yeah, th- this kid Dustin from Stranger Things is like the the Clydocranial Dysplasia Foundation or whatever just has to have like a big painting of this guy in their boardroom or something, right? I would think, yeah. He had teeth. This se- the second season, he had teeth. Did he you did. notice that? He did. Yeah, he made a point to talk about his his new chompers, his, his pearls or something like his that. Pearls. There we go. Which is. Yeah. It's really weird, kind of a weird way to, to refer to them. Do, do you think he got like a baby flipper or, or, or what? Like, I, I he's obviously too young for implant. Yeah, yeah. I was assuming it was some sort of uh, pedo flipper. You, you ever made a flipper on a kid? Like I, for a beauty pageant or anything like that? No, no. I, I try to avoid kids if I can. Yeah, I wouldn't even know what to charge for that. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Ugh. If you've ever made like a, a, a pedo... If you're a pedodontist or, or, a, or a general dentist who's ever made a flipper like for front teeth for a kid to be in a um, in a beauty contest, like a John Bonnet Ramsey kind of thing, yeah, yeah, that's 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 an accessory well, to maybe a crime. You shouldn't use that, right? Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> she's sort of. You talk about like the poster child for something. Like she's the poster <laughs> child for for uh, the toddlers and tiaras. Yeah, like. If you are a dentist and you have made a flipper for a child because of a beauty pageant, you are aiding and abetting a crime, right? I, I think you're also a member of NAMBLA. So right. it, yeah, I mean, this is you are contributing to child abuse. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I'm sure we'll get a bunch of emails from people <laughs> who are like proud pageant parents. But uh, yeah, and cease and desist from NAMBLA. <laughs> Don't be smart our name. <laughs> I, I, who's the attorney who's working for them? That's what I want. Yeah. Um, Lance, this is an advice show. Yes. And, and we answer the listeners' questions. We answer questions from all those neat little Facebook groups that we're members of that yep. are uh, dental-specific. We answer questions from Reddit, uh, which are always fun. Mm-hmm. But listen, we strive to help dentists and dental team members with our own unique brand of advice. And so please, you know, we need our listeners' questions. They are the sustenance that we crave. You can submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. Uh, now, Lance, we've set that email address up. I have yet to check that email address. In fact, I was going to text you about that today. <laughs> uh, we probably, as, as soon as these episodes start hitting there, we need to start checking that email address. But, for sure. But uh, I, I think that's going to be the key to this show being really great. We've got some great questions for sure, but but we got to keep them going. So you got you got questions send them over working interferences at gmail.com. Now, Lance, we don't want just any question, do we? Oh no, no, no. We don't want the boring questions. We don't want the question like, what's the best cement? We all know that flex zinc phosphate is the best cement that's ever been made. Right? For sure. Absolutely. We want the tough questions. 
We want the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. So let's roll. I've got I've got a question here. Question one. This is from uh, Sam from Texas. Okay. And Sam asks, I'm all okay hearing competitors advertise specials and promotions to brand their office, but I thought it was against the Texas Dental Board rules that you couldn't claim your office was any better than another dental office. Maybe the board changed and now you can. It's no different than car dealerships? Question mark. Anyone hear the Mint Dentistry ads in Dallas? I heard the Mint commercial on the radio. Dr. Harrison claims that dental school teaches to a standard of 10% failure. He claims they train their doctors to one and one, one out of a thousand of failure. Claims they're pretty much better than everyone else. How do y'all feel about that? That's how you know they're from Texas because he literally typed y'all. Um, <laughs> So what do you think, Lance? First off, is it against the, the Dental Practice Act of Washington State to say that you're any better than another practice? You know, I've never heard anybody refer to Washington specifically talking about that. So I don't really know, but I've always assumed that you couldn't. Okay. So I did some homework on this question, and, okay. and I'm going to be forthright and honest here. I'm not great at homework. Uh, <laughs> so I sort of half-assed it homework. I did some homework on like the juicy, salacious gossip part of this question. Um, I didn't check to see if the state board of examiners in the state of Texas has changed their rules. But Sam is correct. When I was going through, you know, all of, of, of my dental schooling and whatnot, and we had to take jurisprudence and ethics as a class. Mm -hmm. and, And that was plainly made clear to us that the state board of dental examiner says you cannot, you know, say that you offer anything better you know, than, than anyone else or that you have, that you achieve better results or, or whatever. Uh, and so I, I will honestly say I did not check to see if that changed, but I have not heard that it changed. So as far as I know, and as far as I understand, that is still sort of, of the law, but we all know that people like shirk the law all the time, right? Of course. Laws now, are meant to be broke. They're Wait, made no, to bent. Be <laughs> made to be bent, right? There we go. Yeah, Absolutely. Then don't now, I, I, so I did some some digging up here, and and so the question says it references this one particular dental office, Mint Dental in Mint. Dallas or Mint, Mint. Dentistry, okay. um, which is kind of cool branding, you know, for mm-hmm. a couple of different reasons because it's like you've got sort of the flavoring deal, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of, of what like what most profi patient fluoride varnishes and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff are, but then like you've got that like secret double entendre of like yeah we're making a mint yeah, off of yeah. the product. <laughs> Um, so I, I like that a little bit, but I did some research and, and they, the, the Sam here in the question refers to a Dr. Harrison. Okay. And so I did some digging to find out some information about this gentleman. And it turns out, you swipe um, left. Yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> no. Uh, so his name is field Harrison, which Fe- totally okay. sounds like the bad guy from Caddyshack three, right? Like Bro, you're a Bond villain. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like this is, or like Steve from Stranger Things, right? Like, if I were going to pick an actor to play Field, somebody named Field Harrison, it would be Steve from Stranger Things. Okay, like, okay, yeah. the guy with the perfect hair and like with the Lacoste shirt with like the collar popped and like mm-hmm. he drives, he drives like a, a nice new uh, like Mercedes, like like C three fifty or something like that. You know, not an AMG, mm-hmm. but still like nicer than a kid in high school should have, right? Right. And like he has, he, he summers in Aspen or you know some <laughs> the, the name Field Harrison like make, makes me think that. But I did some digging on Field Harrison. Okay. And and I looked up and I, I found that Field Harrison graduated from Baylor College of Dentistry in two thousand eight. Right. So I my friends list and I called uh, uh, somebody I know who who will remain nameless. 
who graduated from Baylor College of Dentistry in 2008. And I'm going to drop I'm going to drop some knowledge on you, Lance. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm Guess ready. Who, who graduated last, dead last in their class from Baylor College of Dentistry in the year 2008. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to guess. Field. Field Harrison graduated dead last in his class. Okay. Uh, so I, I find that interesting. Do you remember who graduated first in your class? Let's start with that. Uh, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I remember who it was. Do you remember who graduated last in, the, in your class? I think that was me. <laughs> <laughs> Unconfirmed rumors. Unconfirmed rumors. So I remember who graduated first in my class. Really good guys in Indodontics in Bryan, Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, Taylor Cotton is his name. I would let that dude do anything on me. I also remember who graduated anything? last. Well, anything. Oh, this, is, this is a dental anything, show. Okay. Anything endodontically on me. <laughs> okay. I'd let him. I'd totally let him do a Savec pulpotomy on my number nineteen if he needed. <laughs> I also remember who graduated dead last in my class, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna release their names. Um, but I wouldn't let that guy like touch anybody I know with it with like mm -hmm. with the right. right. Uh, so you know, I, not that like success in dental school is an indicator of like who is a good dentist and who's not, because sometimes it just takes a little while to click, or maybe that's not your milieu, mm -hmm. maybe dyslexia or some kind of learning disability, whatever. Right. Right. But I did find it interesting. That when I told, when I read this question to the person who graduated in their class, they just like, you know, like when you laugh so hard that you can't breathe, <laughs> Yeah, it was that laugh, right? Okay. Like it was a good, like three minutes of like listening to this person on the other end of the phone laugh. Mm -hmm. and, and, and this person was delighted in, in the, in the idea that, uh, the claim of like training, their docs to one one thousandth failures, right? Mm -hmm. uh, which is is mind boggling, right? That they like. First off, do you ever remember anything in dental school about like ten percent failure? Like, I, I don't ever remember anything no. about. Yeah, I, don't, I can't recall anything like that now. And that just seems like so arbitrary. Like, like, are you saying like one out of every ten fillings is going to fail? Like, like, what time scale are we talking about? Like, because you give me enough time and a hundred percent of anything we do is going to fail. Right. 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 And, and honestly in dental school, if things in dentistry fail kind of slowly, so even if you're doing something poorly, it's probably not going to fail while you're still in school. Well, that's what's beautiful about dental school is nothing fails while you're in dental school. <laughs> so you graduate and you think you're just, man, you are, you are like, you are John Coyce ain't got nothing on you. That's right. And geographic success if you move away after you graduate. So Absolutely. They right. Do not so, mind you. so I really don't remember like really any talk about like any percentages of failures or, no. or anything like that. I mean, I remember sort of some discussions in endo about like what percentages of, of endos need to be retreated and stuff like that. You know, but a lot of it was sort of longevity specific and whatnot. And sort of this idea of saying that diddle schools teach to a standard of 10% failure. Mm -hmm. I gotta yes. be honest. That's just straight bullshit. Like <laughs> totally. that, that is something that you say to the general public. And I think the average person in the public would just be like, Oh yeah. All right. That makes sense. And, <laughs> yeah. But like, it, like any of us that went to dental school know that that's just straight clown. Like there's, mm -hmm. No truth to that whatsoever. And then I love this. The, the second part of that is claims that they train their docs to one 1,000 failures, right? One out of 1,000 failures. Mm -hmm. 
what course are they putting on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd love to take that course. I, what is that course? I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, I, it's got to be some sort of secret handshake cult kind of a course. You, it's in a secret room and they can't tell you where. It's first rule of cult dentistry club. <laughs> the first rule of the one out of 1,000 <laughs> failure club. <laughs> I, may know, I may know what that course would be, actually, now that I think about it. And it kind of makes me feel crappy. Maybe that course that teaches you that, that you, tra- you can train to, be, to have one out of 1,000 failures is just a course on how to put on a rubber dam. <laughs> that, that might be that course. I think you're right. That's, that can be a game changer if you've never really been into isolation. <laughs> so I, like, I'm trying to think, like, what, how could you train somebody to one 1,000th failure? And how are you tracking that? Yeah, because I mean, it's all, it's just all like subjective to a, like, it's like, what, like, are we talking about like, oh yeah, like, like I, I've had one out of a thousand restorations fail within a day of placement. There you go. Right. But like when you start going out five years, like now that's a, a whole different, whole different ball of wax. Sure, so, sure. Well, and it's even harder for me to really track that because I'm one and done. No one ever comes back to see me. So to me, that's success. They, I don't have to worry about the follow-up. So I, I did some digging on mint dentistry, and that might be their secret to success. Oh. Um, it, it, it certainly seems like they're sort of uh, get them in, pound the fee schedule as hard as they can on the day of that appointment. Try to get as much, like wring that turnip for as much blood as you can get. And, and then hopefully, you know, you never see them again in, in geographic success from there. So yeah. that, that may be the secret. Either that or he's got some sort of like, uh, honey, I shrunk the failure risk situation <laughs> going on where he's got like a shrink ray that just takes that 10% failure and shrinks it to one out of a thousand. <laughs> I, I don't know any other plausible way. That's the most plausible. Well, I, I did thing. say that his name was like a Bond villain. So yeah, that's, that's the connection. He's a ray gun. That yeah. is the connection. He's got the shrinking ray that shrinks that 10% failure down to one out of a thousand. It's still the same percentage of failure. It's just much smaller. Exactly. He's probably Blofeld's, uh, you know, nephew. I got to be honest. I don't know who that is. Oh, Which one? Bald guy. He was uh, like Sean Connery's nemesis. And okay. Is that sort of what the uh, Dr. Evil is based on? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. Yes. Yeah, Bond <laughs> is sort of like until Daniel Craig Bond uh-huh. is sort of a, 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 I take that back until GoldenEye, the video game on N64 came out when I was in college. Okay. And so like in the dorm room, like there's a lot of multiplayer of GoldenEye going on. Okay. Um, so, but I never, like never saw the movie. No idea until Daniel Craig. Really? Uh, and, and who's just a straight up dreamboat, my man. He is. <laughs> Got a little man crash or just fall oh, on? Dude. Just crash. Like in, Casino Royale, he's like getting out of the water or whatever. He's got that like tight little bathing suit on and he's like all cut up. Like, listen, man, I have a staunch record of heterosexuality. And and I'm looking at this guy like, holy shit. Um, I, I, I do have like a hole in my radar when it comes to Bond, especially like the Sean Connery, the mm-hmm. Roger Moore, the... Uh, uh, wow, so you never did like a weekend marathon of Bond No, oh, no, wow. it's... I, from what I've seen on like the TBS Superstation mm-hmm. when I was in like seventh grade or whatever, when they would replay like some of the cheesy ones from the sixties, like yeah, yeah. I, it was a little kitsch for me, and, and it was a little before my time. Yeah. And 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 there definitely was, you know, like the Batmaning of Bond, like right. when Daniel 
took over, right? Yeah. Sort of Batman used to be sort of kitschy and silly and then, you know, kind of went through the stuff and then Christian Bale came out and it was just like, oh, you know, this is, I'm dark and brooding. And, and, and and Bond sort of went through that same, same transformation, but the early Bonds seemed to be real, like kitschy. Yeah. In, in the eighties with Roger Moore, it kind of, it kind of finished up being almost like view to a kill was, was kind of laughable. So have you seen all of them? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. Actually, I, I missed Lazenby. I just never even bothered to look at Was that like one of them or something like that? Did he do like one movie? Yeah, he did one. When, contract dispute with Connery. And then so they got Lazenby and he sucked. So he came Oh, out. you're like, a, that's like a scab James Bond. Yeah, stuff, right? literally, yeah. <laughs> it's a scab Bond. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's not good. Yeah, I, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't, I just, it's a hole in my, in, in my uh, consciousness. So. Yeah. Well, one of these days, you, you just make a weekend of it. Well. Few weekends. There's I was like just saying, like twenty six of them. It's <laughs> gonna be more than a week. It's a long weekend. I better, I better be shooting for that Thanksgiving weekend where it's like Wednesday through Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you're all coked up, you know that, that's really just four days. Oh, you just <laughs> bust through all of them just right around. But then you have that nosebleed again underneath your mask. <laughs> nosebleed. I shove some cotton rolls in there and, and get to work. In. I got a Bond movie to watch. Shut up. <laughs> Die another day's on next. Hold on. That's the only. It's like that's the only one. I know. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Question number two. William asks, and, and for, for Sam's long-winded question, which was very good. Thank you, Sam, for submitting that. William's, for, for, for as long as Sam's was, this one is much shorter and to the point, and okay. I think there's a lot of fun here. William asks, assistant that completed three years of dental school. Thoughts? Assistant that completed three years of dental school. So she's a quitter. Yeah, I think we got that right <laughs> off the bat. Um, I, I love how he gets right to the point, right? So we know this is somebody, I'm guessing, a dental assistant who has applied for employment at his office and puts on their resume that they've got three years of dental school under them, their belt, but are obviously you know, not, not enrolled. What do, you, what, what do you think? Well, yeah, that's a good question. I, I almost, I'd probably want to meet him, at least do the interview, and... Uh, just kind of pick their brain and see what happened. I mean, if you're that far in, God, you're so far. I, I can't imagine that kind of debt you could just walk away from. So is this a temporary thing and they're going to reapply and finish in some other capacity or something? Or what's their, what's their, how do you ask that? How do you like, Oh, illegally, how do you just like a, that one? <laughs> go straight to like hey, religion and you're married and, and you suck. Um, yeah, I would, I'd probably find a way. I'm just tactless enough to find a way to, to, to get to it, but I, I, I think the right way to word that question is tell me your story. <laughs> yeah, start there because that's big enough to like be <laughs> like, well, I was born, uh, you know, to a poor back black family. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think what the line is out of, out of Steve Say, Martin's yeah, the, the, jerk. the jerk. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I, learning my I, shit from I Sanola. I don't think you can just come out and be like. Hey, so what's the deal? Like you failed out or what? Like, I don't think you could. I think <laughs> that's they, weird. They, they clearly, they put it on their resume or communicated it somehow. So they, they're not hiding it. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I think they think that it's going to be an advantage for them. Mm-hmm. It, it may not work as such. I, my initial thought was if you've done three years of dental school, you better damn well be able to make a good temp. Yeah. Right? You better be able to make a good provisional. But then I started thinking about it. Like, Dude, how good were your provisionals your junior year of dental school? Oh, God. Well, like, they were making us use jet acrylic. Oh, God. 
I mean, they're like not good, and I wasn't super fast at it. I can tell you that much. Like, oh my, maybe no. that's a bad rubric to judge that assistant by. Is like yeah. making temps because I worked with some assistants who could make some damn good temps that have never done a day in dental school, sure. and I've seen a lot of temps that have been made by dental students that are hot garbage. Well, the other question is, I mean, in a way, somewhat overqualified, but they're probably going to be asking. I had one person, she had a, like a, a, not a PhD, but she had a, a degree in physics and expected a, a, some crazy wage. I'm like, this has, that has nothing to do with my office. I don't care. You can, you know, physics. So uh, someone with three years dental school, that kind of debt load, there's no way that I can afford to pay what they would need to survive and make that, that loan payment. I mean, I, to pay that debt, you'd be talking about like, I don't know, $275 an hour or something yeah. like that for yeah. an assistant. God, the way the things are going um, nowadays, yeah. So yeah. I, I tried to come up with some a list of plausible reasons why maybe they didn't finish re- okay. dental school. This is just stuff that I felt like were like like reasonable things to think about, like maybe why they didn't get to that fourth year. Okay. Number one. They have like a teen wolf situation. And with all that body hair, infection control protocols were really just like out the window. So they had to, they had to, to step back. What do you think? Yeah, but that, that's only during a full moon, right? So yeah, I guess that's true. Guess it's about, you know, office hours just can't be evenings and weekends. Yeah, so it's probably not a teen wolf situation. And also, probably, you know, no, if you no, were... Non-committal. I mean, it's still possible. Yeah. I mean, if you were like the president of a basketball team or the general manager of a basketball team, maybe this would be a little bit more plausible because we all know that werewolves are really good at basketball. Damn straight. I want them number one draft pick. Give me, give me some wolf. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Totally. So uh, that one, um, you're right. That one just doesn't, doesn't hold water. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about this? You're up kind of in an area where maybe you might run into this Mormon mission trip. <laughs> so, <laughs> So maybe like Joseph Smith and Brigham Young called and like, well, gosh darn, like, I guess I got to just like quit dental school and go on that mission grind. And then just like, <laughs> you know, came back and just sort of like petered out. What do you think? Well, that is certainly a possibility. Um, generally speaking, the guys are going around age 18, so they probably oh, yeah, be that far in and then pull out. They're not yeah. fans of pulling out. Well, and, and we all know that Mormons don't pull out of anything. Exactly. So, so, um, while not entirely impossible, I think, in fact, I think the guy, yeah. solution reach guy that started Jim Higgins, I think he started, he did a mission for the Mormon church and was, was an older person when he started. So okay. it does happen, but not likely. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here, here's the third. So just by process of elimination, I feel like it has to be this one. Okay. A genie granted them three wishes. And so they quit school thinking like they were all set. But then blew all three of the wishes with like vague wishes, like where they didn't, you know, like I, I want, I wish for, you know, I wish to be rich. And like they, you know, the, the sort of like what always happens when a genie grants your wish, like you sort of get more than you bargain for kind of thing. Sure. And they weren't like super specific on the wishes. Or they misinterpreted and, and rich really had all these great friends and, and 15 cats. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so now they're left with nothing and they have to like suck spit to make ends meet because okay. they use their wishes wisely. I think that I'm, feels like probably the most. I'm going with the genie. Thing. It's the genie. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you think that may, I'm trying to think of like what object in, in like a dental student's armamentarium might a genie live in. And do you remember like those, those, like those black torches 
that you would fill with like propane yeah. and, and you would use for wax. I feel like that they probably like they got, you know, they were the dental school probably had some old equipment or whatever. And there's a genie living in that little torch and like went to light that torch and like, boom, genie pops out. That makes like, sense. You, Makes right. Sense. It's sort of like, it, I think this, this idea kind of has legs. Or so, the cursed one and only a virgin that lights it could get released. The three Anderson sisters. Yes. Or wait, I mean, right. the, yeah. I hiring somebody who's done three years at dental school, but didn't finish seems like a bad idea. Probably. Have you ever had, uh, applicants for it to be an assistant that, uh, or a dentist in a foreign country, but yeah, yeah that, and that seems, that seems like a better idea. To me, because it's like they they finish like they're they're trying to get a new life, and like this is their sort of pathway to getting citizenship here, so that then they can try to go to dental school or residency here or whatever. Like that seems like a natural step in the direction. It's, it's more, more so. It's more acceptable, I think, but I still wouldn't hire him because I'm just so insecure in my own self. I don't want you looking over my shoulder, going, oh, "Why'd you prep judging? it that way?" Yeah, don't judge yeah. me. Just stuck the spit. Shut up. Yeah, I I. I just think the the three years and not making it like there there either is the real possibilities there are a horrific student who mm-hmm. just couldn't make it through some sort of personal drama that you don't want to get dragged into yeah. you know like yeah. or or someone that just doesn't have drive or motivation right like to finish after three years like God, but third after year. years, that third year I mean it's you do boards after this first the the first written boards after two years. So they've gone yeah. even another year after that. Yeah. This is, this is bad news. Man. <laughs> That's, this is why I probably so, would interview. I'm dying to meet him. I gotta, I gotta hear the story. Well, yeah, you gotta hear the story, but like, you're, I'm not touching him with a 10 foot pole. Oh yeah. You're not hired. I'm just curious. Right. Yeah. No, I just want to know your story. <laughs> yeah. No, this, no, this welcome. Is like, Come on, sit down. I'm just, we're going to start off. You're not hired, but I gotta know. Who? You got no chance. Tell me Lance, <laughs> who makes the worst assistance in the world? Dentist. Dentist make the worst assistance in the world. I would be Three quarters of a dentist. That means they're three quarters of a shitty assistant. Like, yeah, yeah. Have you ever done any like dentist. hands-on dental stuff? And, and, and your partner, your assistant, is another dentist. Oh, so I, I hate I, that. I had to. Assist, my fiance is a dentist. Oh, ooh. And she brought her brother down from Dallas to do like six or twelve veneers on him. Okay. And it was like on the weekend and it was Mother's Day weekend. And she was going to make her assistant work on Mother's Day weekend to like prep these veneers. And I was like, you can't do, you can't make Sylvia work on Mother's Day. Like (laughs) I will assist you. And it was like the worst thing ever. Like it was so bad. And and it was exactly like you said, like judging (laughs) the preps. And I was like, oh, really? Like that line angle? (laughs) Like it, it was so bad, and, and you like, had to shut your mouth, right? Because oh, this is yes. the woman you love, and right, it's it gonna was, come out it wrong. Was rough, and like it was bad for her, which made it bad for me, which made it bad for her brother. Like it's a bad idea, yeah, it's a really bad idea. So I, I this is a stay away to me. Um, again, I think like totally cool. You want to interview them and hear their story, yeah. like awesome. But I would not hire this person with a ten foot yeah. pole. Agreed. Oh, cool. We're on this. We're on the same page on that one. Good. Question three. Let's hit up Reddit. So, if you don't know what Reddit is, uh, Reddit is a website that uh, has a bunch of of subreddits, as they call them, um, which they have a subreddit for kind of every every interest you might might possibly have. Um, I guarantee you, there's a subreddit for fans of Wheeler Walker Jr. 
Um, Lance, I think you should that up. And, and surprisingly enough, there's a subreddit for dentistry. And, and guess what? Most of the questions are patients asking dentist questions. And some of these questions are buck wild. And so we try to find those questions and, and talk about them. So uh, this is from Reddit user Nicolette Sherdell. So she's obviously using her full name here. I now kind of feel bad. I noticed that at first. I now kind of feel bad about putting her on blast. But Hey, she posted it on the internet. It is fair game. So uh, Nicolette asks, so I'm shadowing a dentist and I'm kind of awkward about it. I went today and I wore sweats and I didn't talk the entire time. Can you guys give me an idea of what I'm supposed to do, say, and wear? I own scrubs. Should I wear those? Oh, God. Where to start? <sighs> yeah, if you have to ask. That's that yeah. kind of thing. This is bad. So you're in you're in Tacoma, right? Uh, Tukwila. Tukwila. It's All right. right. By the airport. So, okay. How close is that to like the UW campus? Uh, about 15 miles. Okay. Do, do you get people that want to shadow you ever? Uh, yeah, every once in a while. I usually just say get the f- out of here, but yeah, you don't give them a chance. <laughs> but uh, we do get requests. Yeah. Okay. So I I'm like two miles away. Oh from- really? From the school? Yeah. Well, from a, a major like 30,000 student university, the University of Texas at San Antonio. Okay. Um, their mascot is the Roadrunners. I do not know like what. Okay. I, don't like, okay. Like, it, I, I went to the University of Texas. We would say hook em horns. Sure. I don't know what, what, what the Roadrunners say. Oh, what, what do you, beep, beep. It's got to be that. Yes. Yeah. So whatever. So, so University of Texas, San Antonio, Roadrunners, beep, beep. Um, so I'm like two miles away from their main campus. So I, at any given time, I, I will have one or two students shadowing at some time. It's not every day for sure, but at least once a month, I have some student in shadowing. Oh, wow. That, that's yeah. uh, very generous of you, actually. I mean, it doesn't cost me anything. And I, I just have, you know, I, it, I, I think it makes patients like, I think patients are like kind of like, Oh, like, wow, like someone's here watching you do what you do. Like, you know, I think it's like a sort of vote of assurance or whatever that like someone's taking time out of their schedule to watch me. And, 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 you know, as long as they stay out of the way and all that stuff, it's fine. But I I came up with like a list of qualities that I think you want in a, in a, in a, somebody who's shadowing your practice. And so Mm -hmm. we're going to go over those Lance. I want you to give me your, your take on these. First and foremost, you need to be hot. Oh yeah. The, the more attractive and I'll, come you I'll, are like, I'll accept an eight. You can be an eight, but yeah. more, more is better. Higher is better. Yeah. Absolutely. Always. Like be hot and that like fixes a lot of problems, right? You are sorry. Guys. I hate to say it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like be attractive. So Nicolette, start by like be hot. Yeah, slow it up. One. Come on. Yeah. Number two, be hot. <laughs> Number three, also be hot. Be hot. That's be hot. one, I'm, two, and three, right? Okay. Okay, right. so now number four, yeah, I, <laughs> pattern's gonna change because oh. you only do that so many times. Number four, quiet. You got to be quiet. Well, you you don't really want her talking. Yeah, I, I, I don't want some busybody chiming on about uh, you know whatever episode of the OC that just came out and and uh, you know talking about um, um, uh, you know whatever hot reality show is on MTV or whatever. Like I, I just don't, I, I don't need that going on. In, There's in a the time op- and a place. There's a time and a place. Right. And in the, the office. Yeah. Right. Quality number five, 
Not too quiet though. So this girl, Nicoletta, this woman says Mm -hmm. that she didn't talk the entire time. So like you didn't say hello, like you didn't interact with like the, like you just, that's like, all right, you certainly can overstay your welcome and and be too talkative, but the utter silence thing is, a little serial killery. Yeah, it's it seems like a stalker. I, I treat like the people that shadow. I always tell them it's kind of like a, a a working interview. Well, with my working interviews, I always tell them, say, look, I've got a few techniques, things I do that are might be a little unusual. Don't ask in in front of the patient. In front of the patient. Yeah. The, we don't want them having any doubts or wondering why why don't you know? We don't want them knowing that you know nothing. So save your questions to the end, but absolutely have banter. Hey, how was your weekend? I really like your blouse. Your all that kind of girly chit chat that i'm terrible with right so yeah definitely don't be totally deaf silent now i'm assuming that if they're shadowing they're probably not chair side assisting so they're right behind their shoulder a little bit yeah but uh yeah you don't want them looking over the shoulder going oh my god what the hell is that right that, that would be too much yeah. yeah and and let's be honest like dentistry is not the best spectator sport in the world like there's not really not a really. good place for them to like see what's actually happening so i you know i I don't really know what they're watching. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's always weird to me. Um, but whatever, you know. Whenever I have shadows in, like I'll, I'll always like the first couple times I do a composite, say, like I'll say like, okay, like now we're, you know, I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna take out all the decay and you know, sort of I know where the decay is by looking at it visually and looking at the radiograph or whatever, you know, and then I'll do that and then it's like, okay, well now I'm putting on the etch, like this prepares the mm-hmm. tooth for the bonding and then. You know, we rinse that away, then we put on the bonding agent. Yeah, yeah. But like after they've observed like the second or third one, like I'm not going to go over I'm not going to say that every single time. Like right. I'm going to go over it once or twice. Like that's it. Like same thing for a crown prep. Like first couple of times, I'm going to kind of tell you what, what we're doing. And like that's it. Like after that, like, you know, if it's the 15th time you watch me do a composite, like it's going to be relatively quiet in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 totally with you. But yeah. like at at some point a question here and there isn't isn't too bad, um, you know. So like having some sort of of you know paying attention and and asking some sort of reasonable question about whatever we're doing, I think I think is a good thing. Yeah. I think just being completely silent is super weird. Yeah, super duper weird. Because you don't want them. You don't want to wonder if they're thinking about wearing your skin later. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, just like, have you, like, if you just were to stand in a room with somebody for, I mean, I don't know, what's the minimum amount of time an appointment takes? 10 minutes, five right. minutes, 20 right. minutes, whatever. You're standing with somebody in a room for 15, 20 minutes at the bare minimum, and they don't say a goddamn word. Like, that starts to get really weird. And, like, they're there for a whole day and they haven't said anything. Like, I'm going to start to wonder, like, are you differently abled? Number one. <laughs> right. And you're going to get well, a box of matches and just throw it all yeah, on the like, floor. Are, Count them. are you just casing me because like, you know, th- this is, this is going to be a, a Ted Bundy situation in four and a half hours. Like I, that's the, the quiet thing. I think I, I, I think being too talkative is probably more annoying, right? But being silent is unnerving. Agree. Uh, yep. Okay. And then I've got my qual my number six in my list of qualities that I want in a shadow is do not wear sweatpants. Yeah. God no. You can't. I, 
<laughs> well, what's what's crazy is they actually wore them. I mean, that's it's so foreign of a thought, apparently, that they didn't even bother maybe ask before coming in. Hey, beforehand. what should I? Yeah, yeah, right. Like setting up the ground rules beforehand, and and they have scrubs. They own scrubs. Nicolette says she owns scrubs in, in the yet. question. I, you know, I, I mean, I don't necessarily expect you to wear scrubs if you don't have them. But like, if you have them, it's a safe. It's just safe. Yeah. Right. It's it's like it's like showing up to somewhere. You know, if you like for guys, for instance, like if you ever have a question about attire for a social event, throw on like a navy blue suit with a white shirt and no tie. Like you're going to be fine, pretty much no matter what. Right. Right. If it's, if it's, you know, if it's a formal event or whatever, like, yeah, not having a tie is maybe a bit of a faux pas, but you, you're kind of not going to be underdressed. You're not going to be overdressed. You're, you're, you're yeah. just, shoot, you're, you're hitting straight down the fairway, right? It's like safe. you're going to yeah. be fine. Right. Totally safe. You're doing anything related to going into a medical or dental office doing anything. Like that's, that is the version of that. Like scrubs is the version of that for anything you would do in a medical and dental office. Do you wear scrubs when you work? I don't. I try to wear nice business casual, but uh, I I did scrubs for a while, and I don't know. I I play around with the psychology of it because I, you know, when you have a consult, and you're going to present a treatment plan, a twenty thousand dollar option. I feel funny being in pajamas, so I I want to wear like a white coat and and I might even throw a tie on for ten minutes just to for that part of the presentation. Um, now. The, the problem with scrubs in that scenario where you're presenting a big treatment plan is, is when she says yes, uh, or he says yes or whatever, but I'm going to typically say female because that's typically who does bigger cases. Um, when, when they say yes uh, to the treatment and that they're going to do, you know, whatever $25,000 of restorative work or whatever it is, um, scrubs are horrible at hiding the erection that you get, the <laughs> raging erection. This is true. Um, <laughs> Ask so, me how I know. Yeah. It's <laughs> scrubs. Scrubs, you want to know a cure for ED? Uh, the cure for erectile disorder is to have somebody wearing scrubs in a situation where they should not get an erection and they will automatically get an erection because there is no way <laughs> to hide an erection when you're wearing scrubs. What about those new figs? Like, Aren't those a, a not, new brand of scrubs that... I, yeah, I do like the figs. The figs <laughs> look good, but, I, but I, I, unless there's some sort of like boner concealing technology... I, not only can they see the erection, they can see the shape and sort of details of your dork yeah. in scrub pants. Like it literally leaves nothing. Oh yeah, they, 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 they've already determined girth, and and that's just an embarrassing. Absolutely, it's just a, and like if, if you're Jewish or not, like are you circumcised? They can tell if you're wearing scrubs. Exactly. So. I'm not a fan of scrubs. My my ladies at the office wear scrubs, but I I'm like you. I wear sort of, you know, khakis and a, and a button up or or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, but but I think for this for this shadow, like I think the scrubs is probably a good idea. Do you, Do you think the government's doing any funding on uh, boner prevention technology in the uh, tire? I you know we need some sort of like camouflage. Like don't prevent the boner because I like knowing that hey that I you know I still got some still game. Can. Yeah. But just camouflage it, you know, like give me a, like a Harry Potter, um, there you, go. you know, uh, cloak, uh, of invisibility. Cloak, cloak of invisibility yeah. for my rock hard boner. That would be worth uh, some funding, I think. I think so. I mean, I, vote. yeah, at the ADA, like yeah. House of Delegates or whatever, like we should, we should shape sort of. What open the, mic night, I, you go up and, and have anything you would like to propose, uh, you know, get, make your way up front. <laughs> what are we doing to help with them boners there, huh? Ah, oh, God. <laughs> All in favor? So, 
<laughs> I, I'm looking at this, and, and so her name is Nicolette, which tells me, and, and so she's, I'm, I'm assuming that she's shadowing, so that means she's college age or whatever. Uh-huh. And so she says she's wearing sweats. And so I'll, I'm just wondering if maybe by sweats, she either means like yoga pants. And in that case, if then, she meets qualities one, one two, and three, then maybe not a bad idea, right? <laughs> But she didn't say yoga pants. She said sweats. Yeah. So then for some reason, I, I keep getting in my mind the movie Mean Girls. And you remember those like juicy couture sweat, oh. like sweat suits that they would wear in there? Okay, sure. But even then, like this is... So that, you're not like, thinking it wouldn't be like an Adidas tracksuit that the, some East European mafia lord is wearing? We definitely don't want that. Because those okay. make that like, you know, when you walk in those and you get the sound like the... Whoosh, whoosh, <laughs> like just like, like that nylon rubbing together is yeah. bad, but I, I'm thinking of like those juicy couture sweatsuits, and I'm thinking of like you know I don't know how old was Lindsay Lohan when that movie came out? Like 19 years old, yeah, something like, like that. Yeah. In her like throwing the strongest heat she's ever thrown, like smoking hot, tightest body, and even then, even in that state of of hotness, in that juicy couture sweatsuit, uh-huh. um, still not so hot, like. <laughs> like the yoga pants are such a huge evolution on that, that I think that unless you're doing yoga pants and you look really good at them, I would do scrubs. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, shadowing is, it's, I, I don't know why I always say yes. I say yes to be a good guy. Um, but, but rarely do I get anything, you know, I mean, I'm, I rarely do I get anything out of it and I'm mm-hmm. not going to say like, the satisfaction of helping because it's like I'm just a shitty average dentist like what are they right. going to learn from me right um, but but I don't know I just I, I always say yes I never say no um, partly I guess because like what if that person becomes like the next Frank Spear and like at sure. some point they're like yeah there was this like asshole dentist when I was like a college student that like kicked me out of their office or were like I would feel really bad about that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, all right. I'm glad we're on the same page as far as like the qualities we want in a shadow. So mm-hmm. pre-dental students, dental students, if you're listening to this and you're going to shadow at an office, just remember the, the six qualities that, that we want in, in somebody shadowing our office and try to com- comply with those rules. And, uh, and uh, I think you'll have a successful shadowing experience. So Nicolette, um, best of luck. Um, I hope you're not a serial killer with the standing <laughs> silent in the corner for eight hours. So weird. Oh, so weird. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. That's going to do it for today. Uh, thank you for listening to our little advice show. Please send us your questions, workinginterferences at gmail.com. Uh, you'll be able to check us out on the web soon at uh, www.workinginterferences.com. I've put a lot of work into that, and by a lot of work, I mean that I've purchased the URL and have done nothing on it since. So, um, baby I'm steps, seeing, baby steps. Yeah, baby steps. I put in today. Uh, I put in an order at Fiverr.com to get a logo. So hopefully, in, in a couple of days, we'll have have some. And I sent them like a mock-up of something I kind of had in mind, and I want them to improve on it, make it a lot better and more legible and whatnot. Um, but 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 things are coming along. I'm thinking Lance for the website. Then I'm going to get in contact with uh, Sean uh, Vandevire because um, I think he has some experience building some websites. Maybe he can give us some tips um, sure. on, on how to get something built uh, built on the cheap. That was, you know, the nice thing in, in my previous 
podcasting relationship was uh, was Mike's um, longtime girlfriend slash fiance slash wife slash life partner um, ha- was was sort of in the IT world and she built our website and she did like all the RSS feeds. And, and all the Libsyn stuff. And she just handled kind of all of that stuff. Um, so that like, I never, you know, I, I would edit the shows and, and that was pretty much it. And mm-hmm. then just send it, she would handle it. So, um, I got to tell you for some of the stuff I'm, I'm on the Virgin side. I still, uh, I still have the, uh, podcast, uh, set up cherry going, um, that, well, that when I'm, I'm looking, for, I'll be gentle. Yeah. I'm looking forward to on the path. with you. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's good. No, so on on my previous show, um, and, and in your show as well, because I was a guest on on your Totally Oral show before. Yes. Um, yes. You asked me to sort of pick a song to play at the end of, of the interview. Um, and, and then we used to do something similar on our show where we would alternate back and forth. Where mm-hmm. We'd pick a song that we would we would end the show with and something that we were maybe listening to, something that, that you know, for that particular time period may, may, be, uh, may be your jam, you know, so to speak. And so, sure. um, do, you, do you have anything? Do you have a song? Off the, I'm putting you on the spot here because I didn't give you a heads up on this. But oh, I thought you, got you, were, you were leading lately? up to your first request or something. No, I, so, so on the old show, Mike and I would, would bounce back and forth. And so I thought, you know, Hey, let's maybe try that same deal. And and so I'll, I'll give you first, first dibs, okay. first on, I'll, I'll take the sloppy seconds next time. Uh, but, but I, I know I'm putting you on the spot. You got a song on the top of your head that, that maybe has been burning up the charts of your, uh, of your car or, uh, your, your, your iPod playlist. Well, I'll just go with the most recently one I downloaded. It's a throwback to when I was in high school. Uh, there was a oh. band out of, out of Boston called Scruffy the Cat and oh. uh, the song You Dirty Rat. Okay. So we'll, uh, we'll end with that. So a lot of animal imagery <laughs> in, in the two little exposures I've had to this band, the band name and the song name. Yeah. Um, What's funny is that it's, they're from Boston, but they kind of were the early pioneers of that country rock style. Okay. So it's... So are like are we like rockabilly sort of? Are we in that sort of stray cats time period? Uh, no, just or another just, animal reference. Just more of a. It just had a country vibe to their their music. Um, you know, so. when I think of sort of you know meccas for country music around the country, I think you know I think I think Nashville obviously. Sure. I think Austin, Texas. I think of Memphis a little bit, and then right after that, I think Boston, Massachusetts. It's gotta be Boston. I mean, it's it's just <laughs> it's a natural progression. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> if you roll up on Nashville on Broadway and and <laughs> go up to an open mic night to re-reference open mics and, and start strumming your guitar, you're going to do some sort of country western ballad, and you say, "Yeah, we're uh, from Boston, Massachusetts." <laughs> like, I, I think you're going to throw some people out of the moment yeah, like for sure with that like well, wicked, you're gonna... wicked bad wicked <laughs> i uh fell in love with that girl wicked hot and uh she broke my heart and uh, i'm gonna drink some uh jack daniels uh, uh this is yeah for you. <laughs> i i don't know about the boston the boston country scene so uh, for any of our any of our listeners in the massachusetts area um, I, I hope I hope your country and Western music scene is just thriving at the moment. So interesting. Okay, so I'll, we'll, we'll throw that in at the end of this episode, and uh, and hopefully hopefully you guys will enjoy it. So uh, for Lance Timmerman and Joshua Austin, Lance, have a good night. Thank you. Peace.